0: Hey guys, this is Ariana and welcome to All Things Good, a discussion-based podcast where we have important conversations about critical topics. This podcast is for any human who is trying to make their internal and external worlds a better place to live. Have you ever wondered how you can transform your dreams into reality? On this episode, we meet with Black Sakana Couture, CEO, and creator Elise Placencia as she shares her inspiring journey to creating this luxury denim jacket line. We also discuss the importance of living with intention, how her parents' journey shaped her values towards acceptance, and how you too can produce positive events through karmic energy exchange. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Elise. Thank you, Ariana.
1: I'm uh, super excited to be here on All Things Good.
0: Oh, yes, I am so, so happy to have you. We have Elise Placencia. She is the CEO, fashion designer and artist behind Black Sakana Couture, as well as the CEO and producer of Black Sakana Fest
1: yes yay <laughs> yes thank you
0: yes of course i'm so so happy to have you here and you're the reason why i had my first new york fashion week experience
1: oh yes it was so fabulous when you were sitting uh, at sephora it was the first time i saw you in person but we met on zoom for our interview and I'm just delighted and excited that you are now utilizing your platform to to do all things good in every way. So yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, at that time, this was just a seed of an idea. So I'm very thankful to see how it is expanding and growing and it's really a pleasure to have you here, especially with your expertise.
1: You know, I really operate from a place of love in, in what's in my heart and passion. I love people. I love music. I love art. I love fashion, as you know. And so for me, it's just like second nature. And I get excited that other people are excited about it as well.
0: Yes. Uh, Something so exciting in particular with Black Sakana Fest. I just love your whole initiative behind creating something unique and different that really celebrates all different types of cultures. Well, I first probably should back
1: up and explain why I developed Black Sakana Fest. And it was really from a viewpoint of marketing my custom denim jackets, Black Sakana Couture. I, I wanted to do something different than the standard way that people highlight their brand. And so I said, well, why not combine my other love and passion, which is music, um, combined with people and helping the community, the black and brown community specifically, but really all people of color and, and diverse of diverse backgrounds. Um, so, It came out of that and I just said, well, I like to party, (laughs) you know, I like music, I like getting together, I like fashion. So I just kind of infused all the elements of everything that I love. Just said, you know what, this is a festival, it's gonna be upscale, it's going to be fabulous, it's gonna be a place where people come together where they can network, get to know each other and then they can in turn highlight themselves whether it be models, actors, singers, dancers, you know, all of the creative fields. It came out of that, and after my first one, I wasn't quite sure how it was gonna go, but it was immediately after the first one that I had, which was only 28 people in attendance back in June of 2019. But immediately after that happened, I knew I was onto something. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want. And I got literally so, so many people, all 28 people were like, this is fabulous what you're doing. This is, you know, a a movement, they called it. And I didn't really see it. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to create a movement. You know, I just wanted a safe space for, for us. But it became that. And I, and I thought, okay, well, I have to keep going. I got to keep doing this. And now I'm just so in love with with the whole process of planning the event and just watching it grow and develop and meeting amazing people, of course, like you, Ariana. So, <laughs> so that's basically how it came about.
0: Wow. And just hearing you explain what your intentions and motives have been along the way and having the opportunity to be at your Black Sakana Fest this past September, it's incredible. I mean, we had it at the Soho house in one of their private rooms, and it was just a complete blast. I really enjoyed being able to model your jackets. They're outstanding gorgeous and incredibly designed how long have you been making these jackets for
1: yes so oh by the way the jacket that you wore the the black denim with the uh, rhinestones
0: yes with the fringe
1: yes it's sold the next month oh my
0: goodness
1: <laughs> it's gone <laughs> so just oh.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That was totally my favorite. <laughs> yes,
1: but don't don't worry. I'm, you know, so my jackets um, as you know are one of a kind. So I am planning on making something out uh, make something similar, but not not the same, never the exact same. But yes, it it did sell. So thank you so much because, you know, you you know, being a model and you were fabulous is probably what helped in terms of the sell. <laughs> so I appreciate you for that. But yes so the jackets i started in may of 2018. um i Mm -hmm. had just just come Mm -hmm. back from coachella i was inspired you know of course like i said i love music came back from coachella and i was like i want to do something in the realm of fashion i grew up around fashion in san francisco i had always made my own clothes usually jackets i would go to thrift stores and i would create different designs. I wanted to be different and stand out. I wanted to be unique. individually. would you do that
0: by embroidering or uh, like sewing?
1: Yes, I would put things together. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense, I would get patches. um, You know, like, for example, I'd go to the thrift store and I would get like a men's blazer. And then I would style it up, whether it be with patches, buttons, a scarf, just jazz it up, cut it up, uh, spiced it up with some paint, just whatever my creative mind said <laughs> kind of crazy back then. Um, and this was the time when everybody wanted to be the same. It was the time of guests, jeans, and esprit, and everybody was trying to, all the girls were trying to look exactly the same. And I, for some reason, I never wanted that. I always wanted to show my individuality. In May of 2018, right after Coachella, I was like, I want to do something that's unique and fun. What did I used to do when I was a kid? And I remembered, oh, yeah, I used to I used to thrift and I used to just create stuff. And so I chose denim as my canvas because it's just so durable and Mm -hmm. you just do so much with it. And also I wanted to do something timeless that never goes out of style and i looked in my closet and i realized that i have like five denim jackets that are just there various colors and i'm like that's it denim denim's the you know the the material that um
0: and it lasts forever lasts it's forever. so durable
1: yes exactly mm-hmm. and you can do so much with it so i chose that as my as my canvas i wasn't exactly sure what i was going to do but then that summer i had the privilege to travel to japan It's been on my bucket list for years since I was. That's
0: on my bucket list too. I'm dying to go to Japan.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely go because it is just, it's just so beautiful. Like, you know, I, the colors, the culture, the food, the everything Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I came back super inspired by the kimono. Um, yes. Yes. And the, the silk and just the fabrics I started going to downtown um, the fashion district and just looking at different fabrics. And then that's when it occurred to me, it would be really weird and incredible to combine denim
0: with silk. Come, yeah, wow. What a contrast in uh, visually a contrast and then in textures. Too. Right, exactly.
1: And again, I knew I wanted to do something the opposite of fast fashion something that people would purchase and they would keep forever, that you wouldn't just throw out after the season was over, that you could throw it on with any outfit, whether you're wearing like just a simple outfit of shorts or a t-shirt, or you could be wearing a dress, like whatever you throw on, you put one of my jackets on, you're, you're ready to go
0: something i love about your jackets Mm -hmm. i feel like you can literally dress up or dress down but one thing that never changes is that it is always a luxury item oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) black sakana couture like all of your items are luxury and i think it's interesting because I'm just realizing I think a large part of that not only has to do with your craft and your skill with an eye for design but I think also the kimono and that silk just really what other denim jacket are you going to find that has that and makes you feel that way
1: oh my gosh thank you so so much like again these are ideas of my own my creative spirit and you know when you're a creative you just don't know how other people are going to receive that you know it's never been a a thought like oh people i hope they like it i just do it because i like it
0: you know what i mean yes it feels good to you and you like it and yeah
1: and so for you to share that and for you to notice that that's was my intention means everything to me. So thank you for that. That's exactly my was my intention was to create a luxury piece that's unique and different and timeless. And so that's kind of what, what I started doing. Um, that was right after I got back from Japan, which was July of 2018. I just started creating, creating jackets and I made maybe about 10 or so samples. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to market these? How am I going to how are people going to know about it? Of course, I created, you know, a website, uh, Instagram page, Facebook page. Do you have an
0: Etsy? I know that that's pretty common for mm-hmm. artists.
1: Yes, I did. I, I had an Etsy for a while. I also had a, back then I had a Depop, I think was the other one. You know, I just was kind of researching all of that because it was, it wasn't just about the jackets, but then now I had to learn the whole business side of it. And oh, Yeah you know, and I had to figure out where I stand. Am I gonna try to get these into boutiques, into the stores like Nordstrom's? Like I had to figure all of those things out. And I still haven't honestly figured it all out. Like I'm still in development, (laughs) you know? Um, But so I thought, okay, well, I didn't wanna overwhelm myself with that part. I wanted to continue to focus on the creative part and the fun part. So I said, well, what is fun to me is going to parties and networking and and listening to music and having a fashion show
0: having uh, fun and too. Having fun, right?
1: right yeah and so i reached out to one of the day parties that i had went to uh, for Coachella and i just emailed them and i said hey i know you guys have a party um, coming up in the following april it was october that's how early i started thinking about it and i had these 10 samples i said i would love to be a part of it as a vendor or just you know just to highlight my brand and to my surprise the owner the brand it's a watch brand Vestal village is the name of the the event vestal watch company Um, he said yes he's he's like normally we charge like thousands of dollars to our you know to the sponsors to the vendors but in your case, he's like, I can see what you're doing. I'm inspired by you and what you're doing. You can have a spot right near the pool. There's going to be like 500 people there. I was like, wow. oh, my God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that was my first opportunity to show my jackets to the public, to my target. Actually, my target. Your, demographic. Yeah,
0: your, your target audience, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And so I just took that leap of faith. And at that event was when I sold my first jacket. Uh, which was so inspiring
0: something for people to know is Elise's jackets aren't just a regular jacket you know they like I mentioned it's a luxury item and it's it's an investment in your wardrobe it's really you're investing in like a collector's piece so to have (laughs) any of your jackets purchased that is such an amazing thing I'm so happy for you Thank you, thank you so much. And I would
1: love to just share briefly the story of the first jacket I sold. Because
0: oh, please do.
1: Yes. So I'm at this pool party, Coachella. We're all, you know, having fun and everything. And it was actually my husband that caught the eye of this of a a beautiful actress uh, by the name of Sam Kapila. And he saw her eyeing one of my jackets. I had stepped out uh, to the restroom and he told her, hey, come over here. I can see you looking at this jacket. And she was like, yeah. And he's like, well, go ahead, go ahead and try it on. Um, and so I come back and she's trying it on. He's like, yeah, this is my wife and she's the designer. And she says to me, she grabs my arm and she says, why did you create this jacket? how did you know to create this particular jacket? And I was like, I don't know why or how I just did. She said, because there's, it had three patches on it. And she's like, these three patches, you have no idea. They mean something to me on a very personal deep level.
0: Wow, Um, each each patch for her?
1: Yes, and there was only three. And so the back was a lion. It was an embroidered lion. So she's like, um, that's her nickname. She's of Indian descent, born in England and now living in in LA, uh, an actress. Um, but of Indian descent, I don't remember the exact word, but she said that's her nickname lion in, you know, what her parents call her, her family. Um, so that was her on the back. And then, um, there were two patches on the front. One was a heart. With uh, rhinestones around it, and it said, uh, Mi amore. And she's like, Well, I'm engaged to be married, and that's exactly what I call my fiance, Mi amore. Oh, my word. And so she's like, I'm getting married in two months. And I'm like, Okay. And then the third patch was a small up near the collar, a bumblebee patch. And she's like, That. And I hope I don't start crying right now, because every time I tell this story, (laughs) she's like, that patch represents my mom who uh, passed away last year of cancer and her name was b we called her b and so she's like this jacket right here is literally me it's literally my family my mom my future husband and myself and i I am not leaving this party without this jacket and (laughs) we both got chills it was just like, are you serious? Like, she's like, yes, mm. I, I'm I'm buying it. I have to take it. I said, you know, this is the first one. I've never sold one. So this is very emotional for me. And the fact that it's going to someone that the whole intention of why I started my brand was for people to connect with my pieces. And the fact that you're sharing this story and it's, I mean, it's it was just surreal. She purchased it and we actually became friends, like where, you know, she invited me to her wedding and everything. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I mean, we cried. I mean, who sells a jacket and cries about it? You know, I could, you know, laugh about it now, but um, it was very emotional and I'll never ever forget that that happened. And I knew at that moment that this is, this is something special on an emotional level it's not just a jacket or, you know, it's not just for the money or for, you know, fame. It's, it's really to connect people with, with themselves, with their friends, with their family. So um,
0: that's, that's that. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And this whole scenario, going back to how you got into that that moment where you were able to sell your jacket I think that in itself is a very powerful lesson for individuals in general but I think especially for women or black women Mm -hmm. and that's using your power of voice where you asked you know you were like hey this is who I am may I come here and to get a response not only a positive response but a response where the owner of the event said you know what I trust you so much and I see your vision that you can come for free Mm -hmm. and like getting that prime spot right next to the pool Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: having this encounter with this woman where your jacket was perfectly made I think that ties into like like another really important lesson which is just trusting yourself and trusting God and mm-hmm. I believe that God is creativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you do. Okay. Yes. I get that vibe. I feel yes. like oh <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. I-
0: and I just, so, you know, there's so many different ways I could say it, but like, mm-hmm. we are one with God or God is within us. And I I believe that creativity is really just the expression of God and for you to harness that and to just be open to your, your inner fountain of creativity mm-hmm. and wisdom, because that's not always an easy thing to be accepting of that. Right. Um, yes. But look what you created. And it's like, obviously, it's so serendipitously divine.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. I love how you put that. Yes. Um, Yes. It's obvious to me. It's just like, okay. Yeah. When you talk about manifestation, and just, you know, the energy of the universe, it's absolutely God, there's no way I could have planned or, you know, known that that was going to happen. It was absolutely God's god's grace
0: isn't it interesting the more life i live it's just so interesting seeing how everything works out for timing wise Mm -hmm. yes because it's like when you made that jacket you know you had no idea about this moment and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you and you're making all these jackets and then you're there and it's just like watching life unfold i think is such a beautiful process and Yes I've been okay, so you agree, and yeah. i I've just been trying to live my life a little bit more intentionally mm-hmm. thinking or intention living my life with intention, knowing that everything I'm doing today will serve a purpose at some point, whether it's next week, next month, next year, next decade. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly, and just kind of just going with it, going with your gut and with what you're feeling inside. Like I said, I had no idea what was gonna happen. I was just happy and grateful to be there. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, and that the fact that my my husband was also a part of it, like I said, it was actually him who had called her over. Um, I I do not like high pressure sales. (laughs) Um, I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable, honestly. Um, He's always like, look, that lady's looking at your jacket. You should go over and talk to her. But I know like when I go into stores, I never, I, I hate when they like follow you around. Or whatever. and that, You know what I mean? And that's probably because of being a black female and growing up the time that I, you know, that I did, it happened to me all the time. And it's just like, no, I'm not going to be that person, you know? But he was like, no, 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 no. So he did it for me. And I, I didn't tell him to do that. It was just. It was just great. Just having my family involved um, in the whole process and witnessing what happened. My daughter was there as well. So yeah, it, it was. It was great. <laughs>
0: um, I'm so happy to hear that. I did have a question though mm-hmm. for you. I know you were mentioning about growing up in San Francisco and like during the '70s. Now that was a very politically charged time, wasn't it? Where you had a lot going on with feminism and the civil rights and gay rights.
1: Yes, Um, absolutely. It was very political. You know, the Black Panther Party out of Oakland, I've I've seen them uh, marching. I remember being a little girl and just watching all of these movements unfold. I remember the gay rights movement when Harvey Milk and the mayor, Mayor Moscone were assassinated assassinated simply for just being gay and having those discussions with my mom about that and then feminist movement you know and so that like has left an imprint on me of course as a black female and when I so when I create my jackets I always try to put in elements of where I come from and what what I'm about, which is diversity and inclusive inclusivity and making sure that it's woven into what I'm, what I'm creating as well. So that's, that's my inspiration is my, my hometown, San Francisco.
0: Wow. And your conversations you'd have with your parents about these topics, were they Progressive thinking already, or was it something that you guys kind of learned together? Oh, so,
1: to- Ariana, I don't know who, again, God, I am so lucky. I thought that everybody had parents like my parents, so progressive, so forward thinking, both my mom and dad. You know, what are 20-
0: their backgrounds? Where are they from?
1: Yeah, so my dad. Well, I'll tell you first about my mom because she has less of a story, only because she's the only child and she was born in Phoenix, raised in Central California in a little little town with my grandma, and then came to San Francisco in her teens, and it was just her and my grandma, no other, no brothers or sisters, and kind of lived, you know, uh, I would say I don't want to say in poverty, but definitely not quite middle class as my grandmother was a housekeeper and then um, ended up working at Stanford Hospital as a cleaner she she cleaned bed sheets so that was my mom's side grandma my dad is born and raised well on my birth certificate it says he he was born in memphis tennessee but actually he was born in como mississippi and he um uh, I don't want to say he was embarrassed about that, but he just didn't want any memory of that place <laughs> because it was so horrible. He was actually uh, a sharecropper. He actually picked cotton. Um, him uh-huh. and yeah, him and my my um, uncles and aunts. I believe there was twelve of them. Um, and my grandfather had to you know figure out how to get out of there. And so he, they literally ran away in, in at, at night.
0: For wow. most of my dad's
1: life, all the way through his teens, he picked cotton. And then they uh, So that
0: was yeah. in the, what? In like 1930,
1: 1940? Yeah. Was yes, they, wow. so he was, he was born in 35. Um, So this was almost up until he was 17 years old. So yeah, the 30, 35 through whatever that is, 1950-ish. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so.
0: And sharecropping really—it's like has a different name, but it's probably not that much different than when slavery was legal and actively running, right?
1: Exactly. It's a legal form of slavery. Basically, you pick cotton or you pick whatever crop, and it's like you basically you owe the the owner of the property. And they make it so high, they make it so difficult to where you could never pay off the, the debt. And so you end up having to stay until you can pay it off. And I'm not quite sure how my grandfather did it, but he figured out a way to pay off the debt. And But even though he had paid it off, they still had to to sneak off the property. You know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? Like yeah, they,
1: they literally ran um, to Memphis and uh, that's where my dad graduated high school. And then joined the navy and fought in the Korean War, and that was his ticket out of there. <laughs> and so after the Korean War, he moved to San Francisco. My other uncle had already moved there, and so that was what he thought. Okay, well this is this is utopia. San Francisco compared to Como is just like oh like
0: yeah day
1: and night, right? Yes. And yeah, my dad actually called himself. He's he's passed away now. He passed away in t- two thousand four. But he actually went by he'd say my name's he's like bill patton san francisco so they called him <laughs> mr san francisco there's articles on him in the paper about him because he just loved that place so much and and he loved it for its progressive attitudes and and thoughts and so that he instilled in me and i'm not quite sure where my mom got it from my mom's just like the sweetest genuinest person on this planet And so the two of them had me and my two sisters and just really raised us with a forward thinking um, in terms of just people, people of diverse Mm -hmm. backgrounds, trans people. I remember seeing trans people on the bus and my mom, I'd say, I said, you know, what is that? Is that a boy or a girl? And my mom was like, well, what do you think it is? I said, I don't know, a girl? Because the guy he was wearing, well, he was actually a cross dresser. He, he was wearing a skirt. And I said, well, a girl, I guess, cause he's wearing a skirt. And my mom was like, yeah, but you know, the thing is, is he hurting you? No, you know? And she'd always say like, he's a human being. He or she or whatever they wanna be called is a human being and everybody deserves respect. And that mm-hmm. was what my mom told me when I was five, you know? <laughs> and so that's how I always viewed the world. And I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed because I realized that a lot of people were not raised that way.
0: Well, that's what I'm I'm thinking. Like, just hearing your story, I'm so happy to hear that you had that upbringing. And I'm really, really so happy that your parents had that mindset and they were able to instill that on you and your sisters because yeah. it's true. Not everyone does have, um, first of all, not everyone has that mindset. And second mm-hmm. of all, it, not every parent has that mindset. And I grew up in upstate rural New York and uh, I could tell you for a fact, a lot of people didn't have that positive mindset. So, Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: positive, progressive, inclusive, loving mindset. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool to know that you had that.
1: I'm so lucky, I'm so blessed. Um, I wanna just make sure that, as I said, that that's what's highlighted. In my jackets but furthermore in my actual events black sakana fest so i i hope that that's the vibe that you get from that is that it's it's about including everybody regardless of your background where you come from it's every all are welcome as long as you're cool and it's a vibe
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's totally what it was uh, mm-hmm. being there and i didn't know all of this until speaking about this now but definitely even with the models who i walked with there were every color every gender from what i could tell in the short experience of getting to know everyone like we all had different sexual orientations and backgrounds and Mm -hmm. it it was really nice being in that environment just because like i said born and raised in upstate new york i didn't always feel comfortable Mm -hmm. being my skin color or having my type of hair. And it's not until now in my late 20s that I feel like I'm really starting to have an understanding of what my sexual identity is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really incredible that people can turn to your jackets and come to your events knowing that they can be fully themselves.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm glad. And it was a blast. And I'm looking forward to my next one.
0: <laughs> when is your next one? Your next event?
1: Yes, it'll be here in Los Angeles during New York Fashion, uh, excuse me. Not New York Fashion Week, LA <laughs> LA Fashion Week this time. October 14th is October. the next. Yes, October 14th, LA Fashion Week. And uh yeah, I'm excited about it. It's it's, you know, it's 7 months away. Uh, actually, seven months exactly away,
0: oh, so, yeah, it's the fourteenth right now, <laughs>
1: yeah, so i'm I'm actively planning getting the artists involved and the whole the full process. it's a little bit early, but yes, that October fourteenth
0: oh, that's so great. I can't wait to hear and how it went and see the pictures. Yes, what advice do you have for young individuals, especially, young individuals that are of color, if they have a desire to start a business or they have these big dreams, mm-hmm. as as somebody who has been able to accomplish so much and is so successful, what advice do you have for these people?
1: Yes, I think about this question often c- because this is a question that I'm often asked or it's asked in other interviews that I watch. And, you know, usually the response is, you know, follow your dreams, which, okay, I feel like, well, we all have our dream already check, you know, but what does that mean? (laughs) What does that look like? And so I like to, I want to tell young people something very specific that I have found that works for me and that they absolutely should do. And what that is, is it's a couple of things. but one of the things is that i never take for granted who i'm talking to or who's in the room oftentimes people snub people because they think oh well you're just the lady that's you know opening the door or you're the guy cleaning the bathroom or you're the bartender or you're the hairstylist so you're not that important so due to the fact of the way i was raised which i just shared right i treat everybody equally with respect I don't I don't care if you're the owner of the venue or if you're, you know, in the bathroom cleaning. Like you deserve that respect and and grace, right? And so I've noticed that just my natural ability, just by being nice to people and being respectful, not expecting anything back, but either by way of karma or by direct like whatever, they always will either give me though i get something from that almost Mm -hmm. every time it's like something positive will come out of the positive energy that's one of the things i want to share is that you know you never know who's in the room it can't be fake it needs to be sincere and genuine so if that's not you maybe you know you need to not go into business (laughs) because it's gonna be tough you know what i mean it's gonna be tough but I would say just treating people with respect, every single person that you encounter, because you just don't know what it's going to lead to. And the other thing that I do, and that I noticed that certain, some young people, or just not young people, but any anyone um, don't do, and that is following up um, oh. and being professional, following up in a timely manner. So let me say, Ariana, that is one of the things that I can, say about you like as you know I interviewed you right through zoom for yes. as one of my models and that was one of the things that I was looking for you'd be surprised I had over 60 entries in 24 hours for my for of fest, and I went through and picked the best ones obviously I picked I picked you <laughs> <laughs> but but it was based on the fact that you were so professional and that you followed up we scheduled an appointment and i'm not a, i'm not a perfectionist honest like if you had said hey i have an emergency i need to reschedule that's fine but the communication you booked the appointment with me you were on time you were professional i held up to my end i said it's going to be 15 20 minutes you know cuz i i know time is valuable so i felt a, re- a respons- responsibility as well so that's what I'm looking for. It is professionalism and just following up and, and doing that. And even with this podcast, this amazing podcast, you reached out to me and you were like, okay, it's a go. And you'd be so, so many people will say, oh, I'm doing this or that. And I never hear from them again. <laughs> and it's like, what's happening? So yeah, that's the advice that I have for business. I know it's kind of a, a long winded way of saying just be professional and be nice and <laughs> kind <laughs> but i wanted to give you give people like a solid like example of what i mean when i say that Do, you know don't. i, I be, don't think it's
0: long-winded me. yeah okay. i don't think it's not long-winded at all and mm-hmm. for anyone who may have been like wait what are the key points so basically to sum it up three mm-hmm. things number mm-hmm. one be professional
1: mm-hmm. right
0: don't use slang. Let's use proper punctuation, yes. um, like using emails to correspond,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, professional shaking hands, dress nicely, appropriate for the occasion, mm-hmm. and, and then being timely, responding to emails, arriving to interviews on time, early mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. preference. And then karma. I love that you said that because it's so true, and it does have to be sincere. But basically, doing the right things, treating people with respect, and it will come back to you. And yes, I I feel like you're so right about that. And going into my what I what I've been doing the past nine months is I I left my full time pension job as a dietitian to pursue my dreams and like you said we all have them so it's it's not so much about finding a dream because all you have to do is kind of listen to your heart and listen mm-hmm. to your brain thank you for complimenting me on my ability to be professional but that is definitely something that is very intentional because i'm i'm working for myself and i i need to establish my brand and my business but ultimately that's just who i am so mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and thank you for that. That's basically the advice I apply to myself. I make sure that I'm also doing those things. It's not just like I expect it from other people. And then it, it always works. It is just it's just like a literally like a train. It just like it just the mm-hmm. wheels just start turning and before I know it, it's like all of these amazing things happen for me. And mm. people always ask me, "How did you, you know, how did you get that venue? How did you get that DJ or that performer?" And it's like I have to reflect back, like, "Yeah, how did that happen? That interaction <laughs> with that person, like, how did you know?" And it's always because of something that, like I said, like I was nice to somebody, and somebody said, "Oh, let me introduce you to this person." Or you know, or they were the person you know, unexpectedly, like just unassumingly. So, yeah, that that's what's worked for me, and I feel like it's it's the key to my success.
0: And thank you so much for sharing that, because you certainly are textbook definition of a boss babe. So, oh. <laughs>
1: thank you. I don't see myself that way, you know. But yeah, I mean, but do you good. see yourself? It feels good. Um, you know, I don't know. I see myself more like a like a mentor or facilitator. Uh, because mm-hmm. I I love when I'm at my events just to kind of stand back and watch you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I like look around the room. I'm like, look at all these beautiful creative people that I that I managed to bring together, God knows how, through the grace <laughs> of God, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching you guys just tear it up, you know? And I'm like, I get inspired, you know? And I just feel like, okay, I help facilitate that. But it's almost like I've passed the baton, you know? And you guys are the ones that really like make it a thing. So that's kind of how I see myself. I don't see myself as a, I mean, a boss, you know, babe, but I get called that all the time. I get called, um, I get, and, I, and I'll I take it, I'll take whatever. I, I enjoy it, you know, it's not that. And I, a mom, of course I'm a mom, but people call me mama, or they call me Miss Elise, you know, and that's always feels good just to have that, that little extra, you know? Um, <laughs> and, you know, my background also is in education as a counselor, so I just love my students and it's a way just for me to continue to help young people and, um, and it just feels good. So, so thank you, thank you a lot for seeing me as a boss.
0: <laughs> yes, well, uh, you said with your students and if I remember correctly, isn't it because of one of your students yes. the reason why you are doing what you're currently doing?
1: Yes, yes, it was one of my students. Um, at the time she was 15, I believe, a 15 year old black girl and she was in my office and she's telling me, "Yeah, miss, I just started my my t-shirt line and this is my website." And I was like, "What? You have your own website? Like how did you pay for that?" Because I was remembering when websites first came out, like I don't know how many years ago, 10, 12 years ago, whatever. And they were like you needed to hire somebody and they were like Charging like five thousand dollars, you know what I mean, and mm. so I was like, "How did you do that?" I was literally like that clueless. Um, and she's like, "Well, there's this, there's apps now, and there's they make it easy now." And she's like, "Let me show you." So she showed me her Shopify website with all her t-shirts on there that she designed. And I was so impressed, 15 years old, already having her own business. I said, wow. I said, "Wow!" I always wanted to do something like this. I'm really impressed with you. And she said, miss, she looked at me and I says, miss, if I do it if I can do it, Miss, you most certainly can do it. She's like, it's super easy, Miss. I swear, I I'll help you if you need help. She goes, just click around, click around. You, you can do it, you can start your own website. So I'm like, okay. And so that was the birth of Shopify at Black Sacana Couture getting a page, you know? Um, and I realized like, yeah, I can do it. I actually designed both of my websites, Black Sacana Couture, through Shopify and Blacks Conifest through Wix.com. And I'm very proud of that, like that skill, right? You should of,
0: be. Yes. Yeah.
1: Of going from like not knowing any, I didn't even know it existed to actually doing it, but it was my student literally telling me, if I can do it, you can. And mm-hmm. I'll never the, forget the, that.
0: The, gu- the guidance counselor being Guided, guided by
1: their student. Yeah. And that's when I say, you know, it's a, it's a it's a circle, right? It's it's the energy flows. It's not linear, it's circular, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just as much as I was giving her advice, she was she changed my life. You know, what mm. what an irony. So oh gosh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> crying, you're crying. <laughs> no, no it's
0: seriously. so beautiful, yes.
1: Yeah, they it it's 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 a journey. Honestly, I do feel like I'm just starting the pathway. Like, I mean, I started, but now it's like really feeling like it's gonna, it's taking off, you know. And by again having you having me on your show and things like that, like really is evidence of the success that I'm anticipating having, you know, and the excitement. So thank you so much. Oh,
0: yes. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad I could be a part of that. And likewise, to have you on my show, to me, it feels like success. So (laughs) That's so good. One question I am asking everybody who comes on to my show is, what advice do you have for everyone in general on how we can make the world a little bit of a better place since this is the podcast of All Things Good? Do you have, like, I know we just spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time talking about your business advice and career advice, but is there anything in particular you would like to mention about how we can make the world a little bit of a better place?
1: Yes, I would say just know that God has given us all some superhero power. We all have it. And just because you can't, let's say, sing or dance or design doesn't mean that you don't have something every single human being has a super superpower you need to figure out what that superpower is if you're a shy person but you i don't know you like to you like to just talk to people and say hi walk down the street and say hello good morning i don't know you know whatever <laughs> that thing is whatever your superpower is share that it's it's something that we all need to practice doing and not fixating on what other people are doing, but really tapping into our own personal super power and spreading that and enjoying it and sharing it. So I, I would say by doing that, we're all going to be able to create a very diverse planet and it's going to be for the good of all.
0: Mm-hmm. all wow. Good. <laughs> wow, yep. that is so beautiful. I thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I, I want to give you an opportunity to plug in the handles for anything that you may have and to just so to make sure everyone can check check out your work.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. So again, it's it's two different brands. Black Sicana Couture is my custom denim jackets. I'm on Instagram at Black Sicana Couture and website, www.blacksakannacouture.com. And then my events, my brand name is Black Sakana Fest. Same thing, Instagram, at Black Sakana Fest. And www.blackzacanafest.com. My website and Instagram are my main platforms. I am also on TikTok, y'all. I'm trying to get
0: to it. <laughs> me <laughs> I, too. I'm trying. I'm but it's hard. Everybody's
1: like, you gotta get on TikTok. Okay, I'm on TikTok. That is one of my goals: is to be more active on TikTok. I also have a YouTube, but everything is just my name. You know, the name of the brand, Black, Couture, Black Fest, So you can find me, and of course, on Facebook.
0: I'm there as well. So, yeah. Okay. That's so great. Elise, thank you so, so much for joining me tonight.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate you, Ariana. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're Alrighty. welcome. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining and being here for this episode and taking the time to listen to the valuable information that Elise has shared with us. Make sure to subscribe to All Things Good wherever you are listening for more inspiring stories. On the next episode, I'm going to tell you in less than five minutes how you can attain your dream job and your dream life. Stay blessed and please remember to drink plenty of water. Bye.